Okay. Another episode of It's Real to Me. This is the sacrifice special. And I am joined yet again by my special guest, Robert Lyle. Brendan's not here because he's held up with his sports podcast. So <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> I mean, you can't blame him for that. No, no, you really can't. You know, he's he's been working himself to the bone with these podcasts and Oh, that's true. I, I admire the work ethic the guy has. So, <laughs> I mean, that's true because before we even get started, because like, you and Brandon were the ones that got me into doing this stuff. So, yeah, originally, no, it was originally me and Mike, and then me, me and Brandon got into the whole wrestling podcast thing. And then you wanted to do it too. So, I made you like the interim special guest. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. Our first night. Yeah. It was, it was like the first like few weeks. It was us. Yeah. And I we had started. you on it only, what, twice on mine? If my memory was, serves me right. I mean, it was going to be twice, but I think uh, we, ended up not, we ended up not doing it because we had trouble. Yeah. Second time around. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, get right into it. The first match on the card was Reno Scum versus Decay. What do you think of that match? Okay, so bear with me. I haven't watched Sacrifice, so I'm going to go watch the highlights. But I would have thought, <laughs> De- I mean, Reno Scum. What do you, what do you think of Decay? Like, there, you there watched is, Attack recently. There, it's, that's, a, that's an interesting faction when they first developed, or when they no, first. I'm talking about. I'm t- no, I'm talking about right now. Like, uh. Yeah. The huge, like, full-looking guy from AAA. <laughs> Black Chiru. Black – I'll get – Black Chiru was impressive. I am not going to lie. Because cause Black Chiru was, like, one of those guys, like, you know, he's – he's let's put it this way. He's mysterious. Let's put it that way. The guy doesn't my, talk. The guy really no. doesn't talk, and he looks like a moose. Exactly, but his <laughs> or a bull. Yeah, that, well, yeah, technically, it's a bull. Because because his gimmick is supposed to be he's half human, half bull. That well, technically, that well called. Now, if you're a history buff, that like myself, um, that would be known as a minotaur. That's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. He's a minotaur. That's his gimmick. He's a minotaur. <laughs> but I like it. He's better than WWE's version, though. I'm telling, I'm giving you that. <laughs> okay, way better. <laughs> the thing is, Decay. I've watched a lot. Um, Real Scum, not so much because I really don't not, know nothing about them. Um, early on, early on, I think they they debuted in like 2010, 2011. Oh, they were geez. terrible. They were terrible in 2011, dude. But they've improved ever since. But the pro- the problem that I have with this match tonight is that it was way too damn short. Like I know it was the beginning. I know that it was like a beginning match, and they had like three hours to build this show. Oh, definitely. But come on, you could have added a few more minutes to the match. Exactly. And it ended, and it ended on a, an interference from Rosemary spit green mist onto one of one half of Reno Scump. Well, that's. I mean, decay. We'll do. We'll find some way to win. Yeah, 
which which was in a way for me that's kind of odd because decay right now are baby faces yeah because that's yeah pull a heel tactic though they pulled it yeah they pulled a heel tactic out of their ass and their face exactly but i don't but, but in a way but in another way i'm not complaining no i think nobody complain is complaining because it's decay that's what decay does even like when they first formed, like I mean, I'm a huge fan. I like Rosemary. Rosemary is like one of the best. Like even even on on the mic, she is great. It is like she is because it's like even like when Abyss was part of that faction, like you know the they're a force to be reckoned with. To me, when they when they added Abyss, I think they added Abyss way too late in the faction to run. Because at that point, Impact, they didn't, they, they had just fired Billy Corgan, right? Okay. And he was the guy who was high on them when he was working for Impact. Okay. Super high on Decay. And he was right, he was right to be high on them because they were great. And then Dixie Carter got involved. She got her company back. In kayfabe and in real life, and she made them jobbers for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what that's what annoyed me at at one point. Yeah, like, that like, whole whole thing with Dixie Carter, I didn't really like her second run with the company as head owner. Yeah, I feel like she was she was one of the reasons why Impact wasn't or was kind of going down in the put later it, years. Put, put it this way. She's modern day Vince McMahon. But well, I mean, there's I mean, that's there's, true. Compar- there's comparisons there. But the only difference is McMahon has more money. Let's put it that way. Way more goddamn money because if you like, if you look back on that though, they try to compete with them. They try to compete with them. They went on Monday nights. That failed after like three months. Then they went back Thursdays. They went, and then and then they went bankrupt. Or nearly bankrupt. There was like there was like weeks where we thought Impact was gonna die. It's eyes. And then Anthem took over, and now they're safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only and, the only let's put it this way: the only one thing I didn't like about Impact is where they had a six sided ring. That was oh, I love, oh, I love that, dude. I was like one of the few people that actually loved that. Because it's like it's like, huh? That's very interesting. Yeah, and and I like I get why wrestlers like Sting didn't like it because he got so used to the 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 four sided the square circle. Yeah, I mean, and because the only reason why I thought it was interesting because you get you get more spacing than the squared circle. Yeah, which honestly, the way Impact blows their rings, they don't get a lot of spacing. I don't think no no wrestling ring has no spacing. No, but Impact's ring is like super freaking short, dude. Like it's like a, a literal square. Like if you look yeah. at these and like like AEWs and any other company, they're a little like, bit bigger. They look like rectangles. They're not squares. But but like Impact's is a literal square. Hey, literally, you take the name to literally you take the name literally. Yeah. And and 
and like in in a way it kind of works because you got just enough space to work in the ring mm-hmm. and and plus like a lot of times wrestling is scripted like the matches yeah. so it's like it doesn't matter anyway exactly but uh let's get back to uh the card and the second match on the card is Violent by Design, which is uh, Cody Deaner. Um, who else? Yeah, it's Cody Deaner, and it's also uh, Eric Young. He's the head. He's the head leader. He is the head honcho. He is the leader of that faction. Oh yeah, and Chris Samrin. That one guy from All Japan. Now I keep forgetting his name. Did they something? No. Because he they're feeding with Jake something. Um, they got they yeah. just signed this dude from all Japan, and I forget his name. He's a huge dude, though. It's, yeah, his name's because I've read about. It's like, um, who's this? But I don't. It's really it's skipping my mind. Yeah, it's skipping my mind. But anyway. They were facing James Storm and Chris Saban tonight. Which is an unusual tag team, it, to say it, the least. Yeah, when I when I when I when I heard about this match, I'm like, what in the hell? Like, that's a weird combination with a big man who drinks beer and a small guy who wrestles like a freaking cruiserweight on the same team. Well, because also Chris Saban works well with uh, Alex Shelley. Yeah, and and then, that, yeah, yeah, and then but I did, then, but then they kind of got through the story when you know they did the, the pre match build up to it. And they usually do yeah. the, the pre the pre match package that they do. Yeah. Well, they were in that. Oh, Eric Young changed because when he worked with us back in the early 2010s, he wasn't this guy. No, because it was not like the insane Eric Young that we used to we used to know when we used to during his first run with Impact. No, with Impact when when he when he was working Impact before he went to WWE, he was not this insane character that he was. He was just Eric Young. Well, it seems like Eric Young's taken his career to go to to the next level. Because because I think like in real life he's thinking. After you know the success of uh, Sanity and WWE, he was thinking, "Hmm, maybe I can take this uh, insane character and put it into Impact." And exactly, it's, it's working. I mean, maybe even though his character is kind of like he does a stupid. Well, I'm not saying stupid stuff, but he's kind of like he's kind of like a prick. He's he's more of like this like crazy prick. That's what it is. Yeah, he's insane prick. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to. That's the whole, that's the that's best, best yeah, I can think of. That's the whole build to this match is that he's like this insane prick who ripped up two brothers out of a tag team. The one brothers like been brainwashed by Eric Young, and he's going after his Jake something, who's his brother in you know kayfabe. Yeah, because he used to be known as uh, Jake's Jake Deaner. Oh, okay. He was. They were part of the Deaners, and then they, when they got broken up, they were feuding. Jake changed his name to Jake something, 
because he didn't want to be associated with his la- his brother's last name. That's see, that's the thing too. Like I never really caught on. To... There, that was the one team, tag team I really never paid attention. Never paid attention to the Deaners. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, they, they kind of were like booked as a kind of like a joke tag team. They weren't really, okay. they weren't really serious. But when Violent by yeah, Design came along, they were taken more seriously. And then the heel turn happened. Definitely. And then people really were buying into Cody Deaner and Jake something <laughs> as serious competitors, but by themselves. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I, I, I really because, love it because it elevated both their careers. No, definitely. You know, I mean, it took Eric Young, you know, to, to, develop, to, to develop a new character. Yeah. Later in his career. Oh, definitely. And it's, him and and it's him, working. Yeah, and to him, for him to return to Impact and try to build up a young man's career the way he has, it's, it's great. It's, it's bittersweet to Eric Young. Yeah, because he because he he realizes in real life that like out of kayfabe that he was once a young guy. Yeah. Starting I mean, in the business. And he needed a team to help him build. Yeah, to put him over. Yeah. But uh it was a very pat it was a very fast paced match. It was a great match. I mean, it was it was a great matchup of the two styles. I didn't think that with uh, James Storm and Chris Saban, they were going to work too well together. But they they were really great together. Really great. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, they're great. Even though James Storm, even when his NWA contract was up, he was like one of the hottest free agents on the market for promotions to pick up. Yeah, and, and Impact's like, oh, crap, we have one of our alumni out in the free agency market. Let's get him. And they got him and bring him home. Bring him home, and he's home. So, But, yeah, it was a really good match. But after the match, though, well, Violent, well, Violent by Design would win the match. But after the match, Violent by Design would start to, you know, try to beat the living hell out of uh, – James Storm and Chris Saban and Jake something. Oh, yeah. Rhino would fake making a save. He would spear Chris Saban. He is joining Violent by Design. Oh, shit. Yeah. He he turned heel. But again, it's not, it's not this for... Because I still remember at times where Rhino was kind of going in between face, being a baby face and the heel throughout his career. Yeah. But now my question is, is what does this mean for Heath Slater? Or not Heath Slater, Heath. Or that's a good question. We don't know. What We're gonna have to find that. Because before he was written off TV, they were like buddies. On exactly. So I don't know what's if they're gonna revisit that, or being Heath's gonna, or Heath will be the next one to join. I don't know. We we gotta wait and find out. Which he with, but he's joining Violent by Design. I don't think it's gonna work. No, it's not he's because he's he's a comedy character. I mean that's I mean that's how he's been used to. Well, let's just because at times I thought you know we could probably take him seriously, but there's 
it's hard getting when he was like fighting for a job and stuff with Impact. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, he he could be taken seriously. And then he started doing these fake ads and stuff. I'm like, yeah, no, he can't. Uh, I think he's not going to be like, I don't think he's not going to last much longer in Impact. I don't. They're, they're doing the same thing they did with Damian Sandow. Or, in, um, I don't, I'm not going to say Neville because they did, they, did, they did a whole other thing with him. Neville, they, they didn't have Neville. Impact, no, I'm just never, for, Impact never had Neville. No, I'm trying to put it in the context of the, you know, like, Put in like, like comedy skits or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's for my Neville wasn't really using comedy when he was in WWE. He was never using that. But kind of, not say because the my point was like they're kind of like not say because I know Neville's never used him for comedy, but kind of you know just kind of wasting his talent in that kind of context. I mean, the only blip, the only problem that I had with him in WWE was how we lost the Cruiserweight title and who we lost the Cruiserweight title to. Yeah, that was my biggest issue, too. Which was freaking dumb, because the guy he lost the title to couldn't wrestle for shit. Exactly, but he was great on the mic. Great on the mic, but he could not work a match at all. But then he wanted to get his ass kicked by Pete Dunne. Freaking... Freaking dude, freaking flopped around like a dead freaking fish. Exactly for like more the fa- for like the majority of the match. Definitely, like because I say, okay. So my question is, what do you think the timetable is before you know Heath is going to get fed up of being a comedy, a, a comedy skin on his own? If he, I mean. In a way, he's kind of like in between haha funny and serious. But he hasn't been on TV. They gave him a contract. And they're using him as a comic skit, which doesn't make sense to me. He used they use that as a freaking comic skit with these fake ads. Please sign me. Please sign me. They had his kids involved. Please sign uh, we've seen because we've seen that so many times. Like we've seen that when Freaking! They gave him a SmackDown contract. Exactly. They they had him had a fake family with like seven or eight kids. And then Rhino freaking Gores, or they say, or he was like the hottest free agent. And then Ryan Rhino spears him from behind. But then they then they become a team. Then in 2016, they had the best run ever. Exactly. Like over, and then by 2017, they're jobbing out on Raw. And out of the country uh, by 2018. To be honest, I, pro it's a pro like a complicated sport sometimes when it comes to writing the writing the show. I mean, it's not really complicated to be honest. It's more complicated being a wrestler than it is booking shows. Honestly, uh, well, unless unless you're like WWE and you have like all this talent that you can't use because you assign so many people. Exactly, and NXT is probably is doing when it comes to like having like good talent. I think NXT pretty outshines the two brands. Oh, for sure. But um, you want to move on to the next match? Yeah, what's what do you got for me? Nevaeh and Havoc versus Tennille Dashwood and Caleb. <laughs> hmm. oh, this match was a throwaway match. I hate to say it. Yeah. 
That this uh, match throw it away. Because on paper it looked like it just said, said throwaway match on paper. It is because it, I think it, no, no, it, it really was. It like on paper it looked bad, but even in the match it was bad. Because my thought is because Havoc's got so much potential. They, they Havoc and Nevaeh, and 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 the bad part is though, you know what made it worse? What's that? They lost a damn match to a comedy character and a fem- and another wrestler. They lost to a goddamn comedy character. Like, and I actually understand. And like, honestly, losing to her, huh? I said like, I see losing to a comedy one. That I feel that's kind of. I feel like that's BS with some wrestler, like pro wrestlers. No, you know what the you know what the kicker was? It wasn't a comedy female. No, because a comedy male. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like what? Because to. What? Exactly, because Tennille has solidified herself. Tennille, as she, a, if she got the pin, I'll, I mean, if if it was a, if if it was just a handicap match between Havoc and Nevaeh and Tennille, I would have been fine. Exactly, because Tennille can hold her own. Because because Caleb, I don't think he he doesn't really want to wrestle. Caleb just stands there half the time and gets beat up. Exactly, like he's not about a comedy. Pun- he's a comedy punching bag. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's a punching bag. And but yeah, they had him pin it was either her it was either him or Tanil, I forgot, but which it's kind of sad that I forgot since I just watched it. <laughs> but because like because for me, I think half the Nevada look like a good, a good team on paper. They should be in in the running for the tag titles. Exactly. They, because, should, be, they should definitely be in the run for the tag titles. They have exactly. such damn chemistry, it's ridiculous. Yeah, even though Impact really doesn't have a good tag division for or their women tag division. But. Honestly, honestly, they kind of do. Except for one team, which is uh, uh the fucking Caleb guy and Tanil. Well, because <laughs> Tanil is more like a, a a singles competitor. Yeah, but but she but then she like makes freaking Caleb tag along half the time though. So she's really exactly. she's really a tag team competitor, but she does all the work. Yeah, which honestly, as a heel character, I'm fine with that. But but on a pay per view, having them go over on a pay per view, that's not a good move. That's not a good look. No, that just leaves it. That just leaves a nasty taste in wrestling fans' mouths, or even with wrestlers in general. Yeah, And, and look, I get it. It, it was it's scripted, like it's scripted. Yes, on like on the show, it makes me look bad. Like, oh, the heels won! Wow, wow, wow! Like, I'm not whining because the bad guys won. I'm whining because the booking was so terrible. It was for this match. Like, it was terrible. Yeah, but I mean, you have an established tag team versus a joke tag team, and you have the ta- the joke tag team win. And that was what, even with Impact, that was kind of what my biggest issue was, is like how their booking was. They basically did what they did the first time when they did the tag titles for the first time. I mean, I mean, they, what, their booking was kind of up and down back then. Yeah, hold on. Look what happened with Eric Young in the early 2010s. I shit you not. Remember when he was in that tag team with ODB? 
Yeah. It's the same oh, thing. Oh, my God. I remember that. Oh, my God. That, that was just – oh, my God. That was embarrassing. It, yeah. And it's, the same, and it's the same goddamn booking as Tennille and freaking Caleb. I was like, God, it's been what? It's been 11 years now. Like, it's time to move on. Move on from the freaking joke, te- the joke booking. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Impact had some good bookings over the years, which is they were more, they were kind of like overbooking like some, mat- well, majority of the matches that they had over the, over the years. Yeah. But, but here's, but here's, but the thing, the thing is that they revisit some of these joke storylines. Same thing goes with WWE. Same thing goes with AEW. No team, no, no promotion is safe with this. They all need to stop doing it. They need to stop with the revisiting these comedy angles, these comedy tag teams. Just stop. Exactly. Like I can deal with something funny here and there, here and there, like sprinkled in. But if you constantly do it over and over again, it's stupid. I feel that you're going to lose a lot of, especially a lot of fans most times and not. Like I was, I was so close to changing to not even watching the rest of the pay per view, but I had to because it's podcast. That's your, it's, your, it's podcast night. It's podcast night, and I was gonna, I was gonna do the whole recap of Raw, SmackDown, and all that, but I'm thinking, oh shit, there's another pay per view. Yeah, it seems like almost every month like paper is pay per view week. It's but no, it's basically like every week this March. Exactly. That's because all I've done. All the all the episodes that I've done on like for the podcast. If you look if you look at the history of my podcast for the past few weeks, has been all pay per views. Because you and I, we well, that yeah, could be like a whole except month. for except for like two weeks ago. Yeah, because the funny because I never watched any Impact pay per views because I really haven't had the time to, but I've. I kind of you know look at the card to see what are good what are, what's going to be good matches on the card and you know what's like the eh, like the mess section of the card. Like I looked at that make like I did the same thing. I looked at the card for some of the matches, and there was two matches that I wanted to avoid. Oh, we got a special exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But we had like we had like two mat we had like two matches on the card that I really wasn't looking forward to because I didn't care. Yeah, because the Tennille one I didn't really say eh. This Tennille one, the Tennille, the Tennille one, I was like, Nevaeh and Havoc. I was like, before the show, I'm like, Nevaeh and Havoc are probably gonna go over. They're probably gonna win in like two seconds. <laughs> they exactly. lost. They lost a ten minute match. Exactly. Which, like, I'm fine with Tennille getting some offense in, but to have freaking Caleb doing something like Caleb doing uh, a lot, like, no, no, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, but the second match I wasn't really looking forward to was ODB and uh, Diana Perazzo. I really wasn't looking forward to that. Look, I mean, ODB had her share in the limelight back in the day. You know, but the problem that I have with ODB's current run, there's so many sexual innu- innuendos. It's not even funny. I mean, hello, like back then, like her back character, then, yeah, like, the same fucking thing. It, a lot it's of a whole sexual. I did not care for. 
No, I mean, I mean, she's charismatic, but it's just like over the time, over time, it's just like it just gotten stagnant. The problem, the problem with ODB that I have is that she's so infatuated with her freaking boobs. Exactly. Like, like come on. Even back, like even back then, like it kind of just didn't make any sense. Like, come on, you're in a freaking wrestling match. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Like, but, but but then they had then they had that whole thing with freaking uh, Diana's uh, little hench lady. <laughs> I forgot her name. Used to work for a WWE. Oh shit! I I cannot they, remember her name. But I forgot her. I forgot her name. But she. I did, forgot. She did. She tried to do ODB's thing, where you know she tried to like slam, like try to fucking hit her with her boobs and shit. Yeah, I'm like, like why, like what, why? <laughs> that was even even I was watching old Impact episodes back then, and it's like, like why? Like there's so, so half, back the shit, half the shit they did back in the day on Impact. It was kind of like, okay, so okay, okay this makes no sense. <laughs> let's go with it. Like well, like that, like uh, Ric Flair's uh, run in TNA. Okay. Oh God, with cool. him and Jay Lethal, Jay, Jay Lethal going at it. Oh, uh, that was the only best part. That was like the funniest segment if I ever, if yeah. I ever put this. Back in the day, back in 2010, I was crying laughing. When I rewatched, exactly. like ten years later, I'm crying laughing. <laughs> like, exactly, because I have Impact <laughs> Plus, and I'm like it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It brings back a lot of good memories of Impact because yeah, I used Impact, to watch a lot. Impact had a lot of good memories back back when you know when AJ was there and they had a lot of great talent. Like, yeah, they said when they had Sting, um, Sting there when he went crazy as fuck and like went to joke, went and channeled a character. Yeah, exactly, that's that like, good. That, that was, I think, that was really written really well. Yeah. So back on topic though, match number four was the knockouts tag team title match. It's Jordan Grease and Jazz versus Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles. Okay, so and you know, as much as I love Pro Wrestling, I would never have thought Jazz would wrestle again despite despite her age. Honestly, well, I never thought that she would come out of retirement at all. Like as soon as she was done with NWA in that run, she said, look, I'm done. I'm thinking, I believe you. You're done. You're, you're, not again. You're, you're, you're not your clock kind of ticked out. Yeah. But then, but then you see her on, you've seen her team up with Jordan Grace on Impact, and then you're like, holy shit. Did that just happen? Because <laughs> think of this way. And then, and then hold, thought... on, hold on, bro. <clears throat> and then you watch her matches with Jordan and the chemistry they have. <laughs> And how good Jazz still is in the ring. <laughs> exactly. And, then, and it, 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 it reminds me, because this is how Sting played it out. After he got hurt in 2015, he's like, okay, so we knew that his career clock was done. Yeah, you're, but yeah, the same thing with Edge. You're thinking, okay, he's done. He got injured. He's he's done. Nine years later. Nine years, later, nine years later, we both have Sting and Edge back. Exactly. But like, still, I think. Crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. But one, uh, even Kira and T- was it Tasha Steele, she said? Tasha Steele, yes. 
so they very much retained it. They, I they, just... they, they, they did retain the, 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 the match, but the thing is, the match itself, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh. You just probably if you just cross that the title the title or the match name you just put f- fantastic match in its place yeah. it looks like a great match on paper the name on but the paper. names that he got on paper dude this match I was ready for it when you know when they when I saw this match on the card I'm thinking this is gonna be a good one and it's about it, that you have gas not deliver it delivered. Exactly. Despite the fact now you have Jazz, who is probably what? Like, how old she knows? Like somewhere in her fifties. She's pushing fifties, like pushing, yeah, like pushing mid fifties. Oh, jeez, because back then, because I remember she was really dominant in double C. Well, during that invasion she, angle, she literally was dominant in WCW and WWE, which is WWE now. Yeah, she was yes, dominant. I, Hey, she was a Paul Heyman guy, if I remember, if my memory serves me right. Huh? At one point, she was going. And this is weird to see her in double CW because I would have thought she, she was, was called, just mostly no, WWE. Hold on, hold on. She, she was called what? It what? She was called what? I, I thought she was a Paul Heyman guy because I no, that was ECW. Yeah, that was ECW. She was an ECW at one point too. But we're talking about but but from from then to now. Like to just keep on, just keep on that level of greatness in the you ring. Know, you know, especially well, and then again, you get you got Sting pushing in in his early sixties. So I mean, there's nothing really keep, you can expect. Even even then, like you could tell that Sting they're limit they're limiting Sting in a way. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. They kind of limited him, but but the thing with Jazz, like they're She's full. She's a full timer. She is boss to the wall, still going. Yeah, like and she's going strong as hell, and they're not limiting her at all. No, definitely. Because she's still, she's she, she still, she keep her, she kept herself in great shape. I mean, yeah. I mean, that still blows my mind. Like how she's even back. Yeah, how she's been good for that long. Yeah, since her good, well, I don't even though she had a decent run in, back then. She had a great run in WB for long. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised how she she still kept that up over the years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I said, keeping great shape, probably you know doing side matches here and there. Yeah, she's probably working like side, you know, indie matches because Impact they don't really, you know, do it like once a week. They like they don't hold their best. They don't hold their uh, wrestlers back like WWE, WWE does. They let them work other shows. Same with it. Well, that could be like for a whole nother time. Yeah. Same with AW. Same with uh, yeah. Like a lot of your like minor companies. They they let their wrestlers work like indie shows around the country. Now the funny thing is, hopefully your hopefully your buddy Sean can act. I would hope to see him in the big, like the big leagues one day. Honestly, I'm I really hope so too, because <clears throat> that that guy's got it. Like his promo skills on point, his wrestling skills. I I did see a match of his. It was live on pay per view. I, I I watched it free. <laughs> but uh, because I yeah, but 
I watch, and he's great in the ring. Awesome in the ring. I can't watch his matches. Yeah, because they're behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they, and, and, and they, they kind of buckle down of pirating it because they don't allow, you know, the, the sites that I use, to, you know, watch your reviews for free. Mm-hmm. They don't allow them to be pirated. Yeah, but other than that, I, like you said, it was a great... And with, just on paper, the chemistry that Jordan... I mean, Jordan, I mean, Jordan Grace has something else. Jordan Grace, ever since she, you know, first appeared on Impact, impressed me every time. I mean... Every single time. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no, there's no match of hers that I would consider bad. I don't think she really... Yeah, now that you mention it, she really never had a bad match since she's been an Impact. And the thing is, every match that she has, she's relatively safe in the ring. Doesn't exactly. Injure, doesn't injure people. Works a safe worker. She can talk on the mic, and she can work she in knows, the ring. And she knows how to put people over. Yeah, and she can put people over. And that's the thing, too. that Because now since AEW and Impact has a working relationship, that would be a good... Like, I, I, there was a... She oh, would have, man, I, that's oh man! Now that you bring it up, imagine her in uh, the women's division, AW. Oh, she doesn't want punching people in the punching people in the mouth, dude. She it looks like I know she's not really punching, but it looks like she's punching with some freaking force. That's the thing, because her break. Because I know she's probably I don't know who I'm trying to think. I don't know if she's more like one of the top in the in Impact's women's division, uh, other than. Uh, Jordan. Uh, like recently, I don't know. Because if that's the case, why not have her and Britt Baker go at it? Oh my god, that match should be fire, dude! <laughs> oh, <laughs> save that shit for like a double or nothing or a revolution. Because me, exactly. Like damn that 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 on paper sounds amazing. Or bring James Storm over for a couple of matches or two. Yo, imagine James Storm and John Moxley. Holy shit! Still going at it. Yeah, <laughs> they... Or James Storm what? and freaking Lance Archer. Holy hell! <laughs> well, battle the big man. Holy hell! <laughs> Why not bring? Well, Ace Ross has another guy that has been piquing my interest recently. I was, I was thinking. Yeah, I'm gonna bring that up next too because I think that's. Like one of the ones that's like next on the card because like right after match three, there's like a lot of like yeah, that's like the next match on the card. There's like a lineup. The last four matches, the last five matches are the uh, tag titles or the titles. Yeah, the title implications. But imagine this: we had I mean we have Ace Austin versus TJP for the X Division title. No, on paper I think it looks good because. Well, I mean, obviously, because like you and I were biased for like New Jersey wrestlers since Ace Austin's obviously out of Atlantic City. Yeah, ever since Ace Austin, you know, was like a big time, like became a big time wrestler on TV with MLW. He's something else. I've been pulling for the kid. Exactly, and he's still young. He's He's still got a long way. Still young guy. Been pulling for this guy, not only because. That he's from Jersey, from South Jersey. He's he knows great. how to. 
Definitely. He's very cocky too in his in his promos. Um, dude, like one of the best heels in the business. Well, what, well, I mean, I second best MJF, obviously, but yeah, I mean, one of the best heels in the business. Yeah. So that would be a good tag team, him and MGF and Ace Austin. Oh my god, that'd be the cockiest, the cockiest goddamn tag team of all freaking time. <laughs> they should probably awarded the most, pro wrestling's most hated tag team. Oh my god, that's not even an under, that's an that's even an understatement when you when you pair up Ace Austin and MJF, two of the most cockiest guys. Yeah, like who shit. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that was I thought, on the card. It looked I thought that was looks like be a pretty good match. And let me tell you, it was a fantastic match. Um, both guys it was very fast paced. Um, um, MJF. Well, I'm not MJF. Why am I saying MJF now? But Ace Austin, Ace Ace Austin and TJP both hit each other with some high profile high. Flying high high pace moves. Then the match kind of got technical in the middle. I mean, that's what you're going to expect from guys like Ace Austin and TJ, who are pretty much like the cruiserweights. So, yeah, like I expect like a lot of you know high flying from them. But the match itself wasn't really that high flying. There, yeah, there was some high flying spots, but it was very technical. I mean, yeah, that no, that's for sure. Which I kind of expect, like I kind of expect from TJP because TJP does combine tentacle wrestling with high flying. Yeah, because that's and he also the thing too, like back then he was when he was in the suicide character, like that's kind of he took that where he took that skill set. Yeah. And 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 the thing is too, they never they didn't mention him winning the title as Havoc. Not Havoc, but Manic. Yeah. They did not. They did not mention that at all. That he won the title with Manic, that character. Exactly. But that's that's, that's that's they didn't mention it because you know, ever since during the build, he was TJP. He never revisited that Manic character. Nah, because because I was watching because he said like there's something. It just didn't like he said it didn't sit right with him with you know being behind a mask or something like that. When I was watching like a document, like a small YouTube documentary on him, but I'm talking about recently. I'm not talking about you know way back in the past. I'm talking about during the build to this match. Oh yeah, well they I know did, that, but like, I'm just... he came back as manic just to get a cheap pop, and then like he was just back to being TJP. Yeah, like yeah. nothing ever happened. But the X division, I want because well, I know the X division is kind of like a mid card title, but I think. The way that they're using it, it's like, you know, it's like like the option C, you know, like you, you can cash it in at any time at, at some point. I kind of well, I mean, we've seen that before, but they've kind of they've kind of like straight away from doing that. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's like they, they've kind of like the, turn, they did kind of did turn it into a mid card title. Like, I mean, that's all it is. Like the only the only person that ever cashed in option C. Was, was the current champion? No, it was well, the current champion. No, hmm. it was the current champion, which is which, which uh, rich, uh, uh, rich swan. 
I mean, I mean, at the time, I kind of well, I mean, we already seen the concept of cashing it. You know, like money in the bank was also WD's option C. Yeah, but now it's turned into a joke. Exactly, <laughs> nothing. What it is. Like, I think you know, and, 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 and a way to have like transitional champions, apparently, which kind of is stupid, but whatever. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, it was a really good match. But the but the the finish to the match was kind of odd because if you if you already know, Ace Austin is aligned with Madman Fulton. Yeah, I mean, like he usually uses him to win matches, but tonight. He didn't even use him to win the match. He won him. He won the match clean, which is odd. It's really freaking odd. And and what's also really odd is Madman Fulton was more of a coach than he was a freaking cheating scheme. Exactly, because because if I even when he was when Madman Fulton was with OVE, that's pretty much what they were used him for. Just freaking a big man that would just help them cheat to win. Yeah, he was a, a, a distraction. But now, but now, but now he's like, "Oh, you got this. You can win." And then, like, like during one part of the match, TJP was on the top rope, and uh, Ace Austin was down, lifeless. And all Madman Fulton did was just motion for him to move towards him because he was on the other side of the ring. Right. I was thinking that he would probably just pull him, but he didn't. He like, was like, "All right, come over here. Come over here." I mean, yeah, for sure. Which is kind of like a weird thing. Cause I'm thinking, um, usually heels just pull the guy that they're trying to save from a top rope finish. Yeah, they pull him out of the ring, kind of thing. Pull him out of the yeah, pull him out of the ring, which didn't happen. Which was, like I said, weird. Because that's not like that's not part of Ace Austin's character. No, Ace Austin. He's a cocky heel. That has an insurance policy, which is bad. Exactly. I mean, it was kind of out of touch for his character, but he won. He won the match clean. I mean, he was even like because he, he was kind of like my, he was probably my. I mean, is you and I are because we're kind of we kind we kind of favor towards you know local. Pro wrestling talent like Deanna Perazzo, Ace Austin, yeah, because um, yeah, that's that's kind of how we are. Yeah, we're. I team mean, we are. It's like when I when I heard uh, Deanna Perazzo won the title, the first thing out of my mouth was "Whoop whoop, Team Jersey." <laughs> exactly, Team Jersey represent. Yeah, represent. The first thing I said, represent. And when Ace Austin won the, the X Division title the first time, I was like, "Whoop whoop, Team Jersey, represent." Yeah, team. Yeah, team represent South Jersey. Yeah, represent Jersey because you guys are from there. So and I'm from there. So <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? Hey. But I think but he would, obviously he was he was my pick. To, I mean, he does make a, he does make a good champion. Was this is going to be his second reign as X Division champion? If I'm yeah, this, it's, this got a, it was it's his second reign because he had lost the title to TJP and they've been feuding for the title for the longest time. And okay. now we've got Cause, to talk back. Yeah, because my, my kind of my skewed was like, there's no way this could be a second reign. I was like, no, no. Yeah, because he initially lost to the TJP. I think uh, TJP had won a tournament for the title. And I then think, I think it was, our tournament would be number one contender, and then he won the match. 
to win the title. Oh yeah, oh, that's right. I mean, it was like some sort of like an X X division tournament, or I don't know what the name was of it. Yeah, it was like uh, yeah, it was just the X the X division tournament that they usually oh. have. It was like an annual tournament that they have every year. Which is not a bad concept. Yeah, I think it was like for I think it was like for the Bound for for Glory uh pay per view last year. They usually do tournaments yeah. leading up to the pay per view. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, like you said, it was out. Ace Austin's character was kind of out of touch. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird seeing him win clean and ha- and seeing Madman Fulton not be the insurance policy that he is, just as like a coach figure. Exactly. I'm like, I, I was like, um, am I missing something here? I'm like, am I missing something? Is uh, Ace Austin about to turn face? What's happening? <laughs> Because he, because when I just when I watch him, he looks, he does, he, he's. Let's just put it this way: he's a lot better when, as a heel. Because if he does, I don't know how he's going to do it as a baby face. Because I don't think yeah. his character. It's weird. That's he's like he's kind of like the Miz. His character, kinda, only, his character only works as a heel, not a face. Okay, so that kind of does make sense. Because if you look at Miz, Miz is like this Hollywood guy who's cocky, has yeah people to watch his movies even though they suck. Even though he's been doing, I mean, he's, I mean, he wasn't too bad when he was a babyface at at a few times. And that's the thing; he wasn't too bad, but he was not that he wasn't getting over as a face because he was just okay as a face. He was not great. But he was getting over as a heel, you know, and drawing heat. He's he's way better than a heel. Okay, as a face, exactly. way better than a heel. Even back then, like during his, I mean, look, I know he's probably still in his prime, but in his early days. Oh, like, when he when he turned face for the first time in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, something around there. When he was like, eh, he was okay, but he wasn't, eh. <laughs> it's, it's not like him. It's not him. Right. It doesn't fit the character. It's off. <laughs> Something's off. Uh, like, I mean, Ace Austin was kind of my pick to to, to take the title back. Yeah, I, I honestly want to. I kind of was like, TJP. He was okay as a champion, but I'm not really buying him. Buying into it, him as champion. I mean, it's, that's like, that's like with me when he was in WWE and he was like the first Cruiserweight champion. Nobody was buying it. Not even me. I was like, eh, whatever. It, uh, he's I, good mean, in, I mean, he's good in the ring, but I don't really buy him as champion. I mean, it was a good tournament. Not going to lie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, can't, I still can't believe Kota Bushi in that tournament was like a hot. That was like the biggest high you thought moment. Because, because huh. like, like, people thought, oh, Kota Ibushi's gonna sign with WWE. Hot, you thought going back to New Japan? <laughs> no, and now he's now he now he's now he's unifying the IWGP Heavyweight he's Title. He's literally the World Heavyweight Champion over there. And now, even in New Japan, now they're they're getting rid of the inter, their Intercontinental Title. Yeah, they're just they're just calling it the World Heavyweight Championship. That's like. I mean, not gonna lie. I mean, it's kind of like their mid card title. It's like their version of the mid card title. Yeah, but like, you, but you gotta admit, you know, with New Japan, their Intercontinental title was kind of growing kind of stale. 
yeah, that that because because they brought because they I think the introduction when Nakamura was still there. Yeah, Nakamura really elevated the shit out of that title. And then when he left, it kind of was kind of like floundering. And then freaking it was like a down. It's like Naito, a down. Naito won it the first time, and he started beating the shit out of the title. because <laughs> like, he didn't really want it, which kind of you know made him a whiny made, heel, which is why. <laughs> it made no sense. And you know he has the most reigns for like, that title. Bro, why are you picking up the freaking title that you won? You won the damn thing. Be happy you won. Exactly. <laughs> like. Um, but but anyway, they made. But I'm glad that title's gone because they kind of made it a joke when Snyder won it the first time. The second time, he kind of yeah. he kind of tried to elevate it, which is fine. He did elevate it a bit, gave it some credibility. Then he lost the title. Then it was like, eh, again. I mean, you gotta give Kenny Omega well, cleaner Kenny Omega's. They also elevated too at. Yeah, when, uh, when the cleaner won it, he didn't elevate it. He was because he was a great character. You know, he was a great champion. But then he won the exactly. then he won the big title. Then then intercontinental the intercontinental title became nothing. <laughs> exactly because after because I like it's just like I mean because now they're gonna have only one title. Well, I'm sorry, they have two. I'm an idiot. I forgot about the United States title. I'm an yeah, they already have. I mean, that's more like a mid card title anyway, so it's kind of kind of fills a void. They don't really, I need, I don't really need the IC title. Exactly, because I forgot about the when they did the U, the US term. I was like, oh crap, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember uh, Moxley has that one. Uh, that's right, and he's gonna he's going after and Kent is is gonna probably gonna pry it away from him. I I think yeah I think that that that's gonna happen is that they're gonna have Kenta come back to AEW at some point to feud with him for that title again, and I honestly I honestly hope they're gonna do what Impact is gonna do at Rebellion and have another pro- promotions title be defended on AEW TV. And besides, like you also gotta get you gotta get thanks to Kenta for breaking that forbidden door down. I mean, I don't really thank Kenny because Kenny doesn't have a hand on it. I thank Tony because he has a hand on it. No, I mean, I, I said, you know, you got to thank Kenta for breaking that or kicking down the forbidden door. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, in, in a kayfabe sense, yes. I mean, because we were, I just, well, we didn't know it was going to happen. Well, I mean, the, I know we have a really working relationship with Impact. Yeah, that's good to know. Which impact does have a relationship with NG? I think that's what I think that's what catapulted that. Is that impact already had you know a, a promote like a like a set affiliation in place with New Japan? Especially now you have Ju- Juice Robinson over as well. Yeah, and speaking of that, the next match on the card is the Good Brothers versus Juice Robinson and David Finley for the Impact Tag Titles. David Finley. I'm not entirely sure. Well, well, Juice Robinson, I know who that is. And, David, David, I mean, David Finley in New Japan doesn't really get used unless he's tagging with Juice on occasion. Because yeah, he's one of those guys I don't know a whole much about. Yeah, I mean, he's not really used that much. But I think Impact wanted to use them more because they did get over in Japan and in, in like the States. Yeah, definitely. Tag team, but New Japan doesn't use them enough. 
for it to matter. And that's the thing, too, because, like, Juice Robinson, like, I mean, we can go back, what, 2013? I uh, think when he was, when no, was known as... Yeah, it was, no. It was, no, it was 2014. Oh, 2014, so I was off by a year. 20, I think, yeah, I think it was, like, the end of 2013, early 2014, when he was, like, the stupid, uh, hippie protest was, character. No, I think it was, like, C.J. Parker, if I might remember correctly. C.J. Parker. That was the, the stupidest, oh, God. Name, stupidest name, stupidest gimmick. I don't know how just, the hell, I don't know how the hell WWE made that up and tried to get that shit over. It was not getting over. I don't and that's what drove him out of the company and then come into Japan and just just tear it up. Completely killed it in Japan. Got super over. Not only in Japan, but in the States. Also had a, a really good feud with John Moxley. Oh, phenomenal feud. Phenomenal. They took each other to the limit in every match. Yeah, because I've been watching the, like the highlights from their feuds. Like Jesus, and it was hard hitting too. Like they were like one of those matches I stayed up for because they usually like air their matches at like three, four o'clock in the morning here. Because over there, it's already yep. night time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was probably like early afternoon at that point. Yeah, that would I would I would think so. And that's the thing, too. Like, Japanese wrestling is starting to grow on me. For some odd reason, New Japan is starting to grow on me. It started to grow on me, too. Like, I, I started watching New Japan, I think, in, like, 2017. And I started 2017. Like, 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 when Kenny like, and, you know, the Bucks were there. and Yeah, like, when the, when the Polo Club was at its highest peak. Yeah, when people were like, oh, you need... And I went... I go back to watching wrestling. I only watched WWE for like a year predominantly because that's all I knew. Exactly. I think most of us know. Like, that's all I knew was WWE. And then, like, people are like, oh, you got to check out New Japan. You got to check out New Japan. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like, what channel is it on? Like, you know, because I didn't really. <laughs> we didn't know. watch any of the live stuff at like three in the morning. And they usually aired it on Access TV at like Friday nights at like seven. Which Usually, is, like, reruns. Which is more reasonable. Yeah. Because, like, last year, like, I, I always had my alarm set to, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning to watch New Japan. Like, <laughs> Most times than not. Like, I did, I like, I tried doing that one time. I got, like, halfway through the show. I got past uh, John Moxley and Juice Robinson, that match, which was great, a great match. And they just fell right asleep. And then I just freaking knocked. Knocked. And I was knocked out. Oh, trust me. I was watching like the one episode, and then I just fell asleep on the couch. I was like, "Damn it!" I said, "Next." I said, "Hopefully, at some point, I wish they just. I wish I could do it sometime during the daytime, like like four or five o'clock in the morning." Like oh, you're right. Like honestly, they need, they need to do their events at like five, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, possibly, so possibly seven, possibly seven. See, seven o'clock in the morning, I'll be fine with that. I would be fine with that. Three and four in the morning, you're nah. I need I need a little bit more sleep. Like it, it, it spans from like three in the morning to like five. Like, or even expand it to eight, eight o'clock in the morning. Like where most people are getting up in the morning. Yeah, some events are long as hell from like three to eight. Exactly. Like there was like one event that I watched that it started around like four or five o'clock. It ended at like eight eight thirty in the morning. 
Yeah. No, but, it ended at seven. It ended at seven. And yeah, I, don't but, think, I don't even think it was New Japan. It was WWE when they were in Australia. Oh, God. That's right. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember that one. They started the shit at like four or five o'clock, ended at like 11 in the morning. It was just weird, though. But, you know, going back to the... Which but, I was, yeah, when I was, after the first time I watched, I'm like, WWE, please don't do that again. <laughs> I especially for all... <laughs> like, most times they're not. Like, I'm... Then again... Okay, so let's try to get back on topic. Yeah, we got we kind of, you know, got derailed massively there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's but... how our conversations go, guys. You know, bear with us. We're, like, we're, ba- we're best friends. We're going to have this happen. Okay, bear with us. <laughs> we'll dump on us, but see the good. See, as the one thing uh, I like, Carl's Gallus and Anderson, but the Good Brothers. I don't like the tag team name for some reason. It doesn't. They're just. I don't know. I think. I think the reason why they're called the Good Brothers is that they did. That's what how. That's what they call each other. Oh, hello, Good Brother. How you doing, Good Brother? I mean, I that's can... it's just how they, they they address each other as best friends, which I get. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it, but just it makes sense. I just like the, like Dallas and Anderson just playing straight up. Yeah, I yeah. like they're, they're. I mean, I like I like their characters now. They're ruthless. I mean, and they're not yelling. Yeah, they're bur- <laughs> like because yeah, it feels like ten. Exactly, because my because like, the thing is, it's like were, hold on. When they were in WWE, they were like the equivalent of a freaking high school bully. Yeah, I mean like, that's oh, shit. They were in WWE. I mean, and like they were not hardly ever used. I mean, they were used. They did win the tag titles a few times. Not sure, but, but the end, just... they kind of were just like just floundering in competitive non-title matches towards the end. I mean, their run, their run wasn't half bad, but, but I, I thought it could have been better. It could have been way better, to be honest. It could have been way better. Because my, because my thing is, it's like them being what they are now. It feels like they're like they they from they came like from New Japan, like they, they're old. Yeah, and and I like it, and I like the callback to the build of this match that they're calling. Finn Juice, Young Boys, because that's what they call, you know, the younger talent in New Japan. Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad... That's not, that's not a bad title, because, you know, if you think about it, because New Japan has a lot of, like, training dojos for a lot of, like, new talent or young talent coming in. Yeah, they even got one in L.A. Which is... You know, I'm like... Because they they still want to expand to the states. I mean, they have the they have the, the United States TV uh, their own show in the here in the states, but yeah, but they don't air it until like ten o'clock at night on paid programming. You have to pay to watch the TV show. They could have aired it on uh, cable TV, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always YouTube. There's, I mean, I mean, if it's on YouTube, I'll watch it, but. That or, well, they actually have it on, it's called, they also have it on the fight app too. No, we got to pay for it. Yeah, which is stupid though. It's either the, uh, I, I think, I don't know if you got to pay for it on the fight app. They probably, you probably don't because it's just a regular TV show. 
I ha- I'll have to check once we're done. Because I don't have to listen. The other the other TV shows and stuff like Ring of Honor, you don't got to pay for it. You can watch that for free. I know Impact. I know you're gonna need Impact Plus. Impact will need Impact Plus, or you can watch it on the Fight app, but it's it's usually just predominantly pay per views. Well, because I have Impact because in the U.S. you got a TV deal. That's true because I've watched the old episodes because I'm going I'm I'm traveling back in time when it for Impact like. Say oh two oh four, yeah, the good years. But um, back to oh, the yeah. but back to the match though, the Good Brothers would like toy. They would basically just like cocky the entire match, and they would just toy with and juice the entire time. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, they're heels. That's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're because they, they're because they're thinking, ah, we got easy competition. We'll win the match. Ben Juice boy, they got pissed the hell off. You don't piss Juice Robinson off at all. They went off. They both went of hell off in this match. Exactly. Like and and then and then after that the match was like back and forth on occasion. And at that point I'm thinking, oh the good brothers are gonna retain, you know, because they're gonna carry this over to AEW to keep that faction alive, keep them that dominance alive. Oh no. Oh no. You know what happened? Finn Juice actually won the match. Jeez. They won the titles. It was, the least... biggest, it was the biggest shocker of the night. Talk about upset. Like, uh, 100% it was upset. Huge upset. They, they came they came to the match as underdogs. Exactly. And also to mention the fact that also that takes good brother, that took, took away the good brother's momentum going into AEW. Yeah, I think I think that does. I mean, considering that, it kind of does make sense because they kind of wanted like this like one off feud on Impact, so they can have like their like their predominant focus on an AEW feud. Feud. Because so, you know, because they're still in a feud with Kenny, or not in a feud with Kenny, Kenny uh, with Moxley. Yeah, now, now, actually, it's Moxley and Kingston now. Now you bring in Kingston, now you got a tag team you got to worry about. Exactly. So attacking that that Moxley and Kingston know each other personally and yeah. wrestled against each other a handful of times. Yeah, so now you got a tag team to worry about. Oh, we've got a tag team in our faction, the Good Brothers. So well, yeah. I think I think it does make sense, like the way that, that you brought it take, up. Yeah, to take that momentum away a, a little bit. I mean, in, in terms of momentum, I think they're fine. But uh, I think them losing the titles to Finjuice kind of makes them focus more on the AWP. Yeah, because it's like, why keep the titles on them and not Russell? And I could drop them. Yeah, which I wouldn't think it would make a lot of sense for Kenny to win the Impact title in the next match coming up on the 24th of April. Yeah, that's for sure. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think... I think what's going to happen is that, I mean, for the build, I think it would make a little bit of sense. For yeah, I mean, to keep up. The yeah. Balance. But if there's so many possibilities of what's what would happen if either guy won. Yeah. If either, no doubt. If either Kenny or his competitor, which I will explain who it is uh, next up. 
after this match. Um, we get to... which is the main event between Moose Mo- and uh, Richwan. Rich. But in terms of the match itself between Finjuice and the Good Brothers, I thought we we're on the main event. No, 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 no. I, I was trying to segue to back to the thing because we kind of got off topic. Okay. Um, but the way the, the ending of the fin, the way the Fin Juice and the Good Brothers match went, I thought the match was great. It looked solid. Yeah, it looked solid. It was a solid match. It was a very solid match. Not only on paper, but in the match oh. quality itself. Oh, pause. I think we were, we were missing one. Uh, we forget the Eddie Edwards one. Oh, yeah, the Eddie Edwards match. Um, it was Eddie Edwards and shit, who was it? Brian Myers. Brian or, Myers. That's right. It was, it was Kurt Hawkins. I for, the thing is, I forgot to write that down. <laughs> well, luckily I, I, no, I, no, I had it written down, but I, 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 think I, I think I had it written down. No, I didn't. Well, I anyway. got you covered. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for reminding me because I completely forgot to write that down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers match that was another solid one. Yeah, that's a weird feud going to be between those two. I mean, in a way, it was weird. Oh, Brian Myers is in a feud with Eddie Edwards, uh, a guy who specializes in hardcore wrestling. As one of the, t- I think one of the top stars in Impact, and one of the top star, one of your top stars that you look highly upon. Like, I mean, have- I kind of liked the match, to be honest, and it kind of made me, rem- it kind of reminded me, like, oh, what the hell was WWE thinking with Brian? Like yeah, because he was a he's a comedy he's a comedy gimmick. They gave him a comedy gimmick and have him, had him lose every match. Until from from, from twenty sixteen to like Mania twenty seventeen. Yeah, to break that streak. To break that streak, and it was in a tag match. And then and then that reign lasted like two weeks, and then the team broke up. Quiet. Yeah, I mean. And then, he, and then, and then he was back to jobbing again until he was out of the company. Oh, definitely. Which, but then, but then, when I watched this match back between him and Eddie Edwards, I'm thinking, if WWE just booked him better, <laughs> I think Impact. I think this, like you said, the match was solid. I think they booked him. I think pretty well. Yeah, that match, and and I think Eddie Edwards is 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 a great resilient character. Honestly, yeah, fantastic when it comes to him being resilient in matches, fighting back when he's down, when he's down and nearly out. Half he, the time. Like he's he's kind of like he's like John Moxley in a way because John Moxley is also resilient in his in the same style. Yeah, and the thing is, and the thing is though, John Moxley was always a hardcore wrestler. Eddie Edwards, yeah. was like he just became a hardcore wrestler like two, three years ago. Yeah, because if you go back, because John Moxley's been doing this for years, especially the time is like with death matches in uh, CCW. Yeah, like like we're just he's kind of becoming like the next Moxley. 
Yeah. I mean, you just got to build him. We got to build him right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, that, and then that made me, and then that in itself made me think, what if we got John Moxley versus Eddie Edwards in a hardcore match? That would be awesome. I'd pay money to see that. I'd pay, I, I'd pay how, how much, however much the pay per view is. Like, geez. Exactly. That shit would be amazing. Or that'll be a, it'd be a nice live event to watch. Oh my gosh, man. If 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 freaking if we can have freaking venues open sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But let's I want to segue back to the like you said, segue back to the Finn Juice and the Good Brothers match leading up to um AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Especially and then, I mean, yeah, like like I said, like I said with Finn Juice and Good Brothers, I think that that finish solidifies that Good Brothers are going to shift their focus into to the AW field between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston now that they're a team. Which I would never thought that would be possible. I, I mean, I didn't think it'd be possible too because before that, Eddie Kingston had allied himself with the heels that the Bunny, Butcher, yeah. Blade, who are still heel for some reason. I mean, I mean, they're still good as heels. Yeah, but, the but it makes. But that's the problem that I have with AEW and factions. Like you have the one guy who's a face, but the rest of them are heel. And that's a, and that's a, I mean, as much as I love AEW, the only da- downside is that we have they're going to have too many factions getting formed. Way too many damn factions. We have we had a faction with Eddie Kingston. We have a faction with the Bucks. The Inner Circle was the very first faction. And then, then you have freaking the Elite who was there for a good year and then they broke up quietly. But at least for, we don't... Um, now we got NGS faction coming up. We got Nightmare Family. There's so many damn factions. It's, it's becoming like 80s... Wrestling, where there's like exactly. a billion freaking factions. Exactly, like it's. I think with, it's the, I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm having a hard time getting words out because how stupid that sounds. It sounds so dumb, dude. Like I'm. I'm it not, is. Like I'm not one to be like, oh, I'm team AEW. Oh, I'm team WWE. No, both have no. Clips. I mean, yeah, I mean, both have well, faults, and that's one of AW's faults. You also think, too, AW's been around, it's still new, despite the fact that you know, there's been two, what, two years coming soon, October, almost, almost two years. I mean, it's been, it's going to be two years. Um, I think this month, or no, by May, by May, it's going to be two years. Fucking, I mean, yeah, but still, it's they're still a new company, so they'll you, you got to give them time to fix it. Yeah, fix it out a little bit. Yeah, I think they'll um iron stuff out. They did iron some things out, like you know the time constraint problems that they had early on. Yeah, they did. They did fix that. Um, they still have work to do with production because half the time the sound is weird. Yeah, I thought the because we need to do. A- I think it was like one match on Dynamite where they had like the some sound system playing randomly. Oh, that's yeah, and it was like, where, where is that even coming from? Why is that even in the thing? You're an outdoor. 
Yeah. Jeez, why does it sound like we're in a freaking basketball game right now? Hmm. But, you know, and another thing they need to fix is either you're going to have a time limit or you're not going to not have one for matches. Oh, they fixed that. They fixed it. See, I kind of don't like that concept. Even though they abuse it a lot, I just don't like the con- that concept. Bro, they fixed it. They fixed it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know they fixed it, but the match time limit is not my cup of tea. It, the, in my personal opinion. The thing is, though, they don't need to even... Uh, the thing they, that they don't need to do, that they do anyway, is announce that, oh, this match is under a 30-minute time limit for the main event. We know. Like you don't, yeah, I mean, you most matches are 30. You literally came back on the air. At ten, you literally came back on the air at 9.30. We got 30 minutes left on the show. We know it's having a 30-minute time limit. We know. Exactly. Exactly. And if, but, you know, and if it goes past 30 minutes and you have to end the show at like 10.01 or 10.05, whatever. Or, yeah, whatever the case may be. Because all, all they show after Dynamite ends is a, is a movie, a random movie. Exactly. That's all they show. It's some random damn movie. Even they promote it too on, on Dynamite. Oh, we've got this big uh, Wednesday ticket on. I'm like, why are you promoting a movie? You show a random movie every week. Who cares? Or there's a, or like there's a couple instances they promoted the NBA. Yeah, which which I'm fine with. I, like I'm fine with the whole NBA thing. They do work around they, that. Yeah, I mean we kind of get that. We kind of get why. Oh, we we have to change our we have to change our time from. Eight o'clock to ten o'clock because there's a game on. Whatever. Okay. I'm yeah. an adult. I don't have school. I can stay up to watch it. <laughs> yeah. The only ones. But, the, only ones the only ones that are gonna be pissed off with kids. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, segueing back to the Good Brothers, I think, like you said, it gives them more attention towards AEW and that feud with Kingston and Moxley. Right. And speaking of AEW. We have our main event of the evening. Uh, let me go back here on my notes. We have Moose and Rich Swan in a title unification match. Moose has hmm. Moose has the TNA title and Rich Swan has the impact title. You know. See, that's weird. It's just like, I mean, I, I mean, I like Moose just because of the presence that he brings for for a guy, who, especially from a, as a former football player. Yeah, and I and and honestly, if if my brother, if my uh, little brother was into wrestling, he'd probably absolutely love Moose because of who he played for in the NFL. Yeah, I mean. I mean, at the time, I didn't realize he was a football. He was a former football player. I did. I mean, I they they said, oh, he's a he he was a seven year football player. Not like uh, I don't remember him. This is probably kayfabe. I looked it up. He sure enough, he played for a team huh. in the NFL, which were the he played for the Patriots for seven years. Jeez. And then I think he got like a freak injury or something, or got cut. Uh, I don't know. Whatever happened, and he kind of, you know, switched his dream from being a pro wrestler to, or from being a football player to from being a pro wrestler, which is the best damn decision he ever made. And I think that also, I think also that helped him because of his size and his strength. 
Yeah, it really, it really helps. And the thing is with Moose, he's not like a big man that just stands there and pushes like wrestlers and has like one move in his move set. No, he's versatile. He is versatile as hell. He, he, For a guy was what, like six, seven, almost seven foot. Yeah, that man. take that man's tall as hell, dude. He's tall, he's tall but he's that, also, but he's also big. Everybody's athletic as hell, though, which athletic. is scary enough to. Athletic is all hell. The only, the only thing I don't like about Moose is Mike skills. Yeah, that's, that's that needs work. That needs a lot of work. That's the only problem that I have with Moose. It's his Mike skills. They're not believe we can perfect. He, he, sounds like prof- damn, he sounds like a damn robot half the time. He's like a broken record sometimes when he's on the mic. And that too, he repeats a lot of shit. Because <laughs> like one episode of Impact, like he kind of started shitting on TNA and all that. And you know when Suicide came back. Yeah, he like yeah. He's, I mean, I mean, fine. He starts shitting on you know things. I like, mean, we kind of fine. I'm fine with that. But the problem that I have with him, he he repeats everything. He repeats everything, and he talks like a damn robot. Exactly. He's reading, like he's literally reading from a prompter. I mean, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't have described that better yourself. Because, like, my idea is, if he can perfect that, he's pretty much a, he, he's good on both sides in the ring. He's a freaking star if he works on a, on his mic skills. He, I mean, he's already a star now. Exactly. But before, his he, before he can impact, everybody loved Moose. Everybody wanted Moose to be an impact. And all and all the guy did was show up on impact and he got over. Exactly. Now bring it back, the old TNA ch- title. I mean, the, the white stripe never really does it for me. I mean, I mean, the way they brought it back, though, was that originally it was just a prop. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. It was kind of like FT, the FT, the FTW championship in AW. It might not. Like yeah, but, but there's some history behind it, even though it's a prop. But there's but there's a lot of history behind it, so it was kind of like a callback. Exactly, because the FTW was Taz's title back in during his ECW days. Yeah, and with the TNA title, oh yeah, you're taught. Oh, we're, don't forget TNA. TNA existed before we rebranded. Exactly. It's like they're saying, "Don't let TNA die." Exactly, but to keep the legacy alive. Yeah. Which I'm. I mean, but then, but then when I thought when I started thinking about that, I'm thinking, okay, I'm I'm digging it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, respect. And then and then, the and, then, and, then and then they started, you know, legitimizing it, and then they called <coughs> um, moves to TNA World Champion, which I'm like, all right, I like this now. I like this now. You're making the TNA World Title mean something. Yeah. Yeah, it means something again because you know back in was it 2014, 2015? They killed they, it off. Or no, yeah. they no they killed. Yeah, it was like twenty. Yeah, it was twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen because twenty eleven they rebranded. They rebranded it. They were rebranded from TNA to Impact. Yeah, and, and it took them a little bit a little bit of time to make an Impact title. And they just changed the entire their titles a completely when they once just, they rebranded. Yeah, they went from like a white belt to like a black belt, and then they kind of like changed the design of the gold part. Yeah, because like for me, because I like the old design of the X Division title. Oh, oh, the the giant X. Yeah. Oh, I love that title, bro. I love that title. And you know, bring back the Ultimate X match every now and again because that's one of my favorite matches. 
Yeah, I like Ultimate X. I didn't I didn't like the uh, elevated the elevated X one, Elevation X. I hated that one. Ugh. I hated that one. You they gave you like a little platform. I mean, if a botch happens, that's catastrophic. Like, uh-uh. Uh no. Don't do that again. They never did it again after Rhino and AJ. That's fair. But back to yeah, Rich One. But back to Rich One and Moose, though. It was back and forth the whole way, though. I think it was kind of even. But again, yeah. Rich, if we know Rich Swan in in the in his past his past experiences, he's for he's resilient in the ring. Oh, he's he he was resilient as hell in this match because like, and then after that, like things were looking dire for Rich Swan because then after like. I think like ten minutes left in the match, Moose was dominating Rich Juan, and then oh, yeah. Rich Juan, and then Rich Juan just like progressively got more and more pissed off. Yeah, he was in that Ultimate Warrior mentality. Yeah, he was getting more and more pissed, and then next you know he's bouncing back, he's kicking ass, and then he he hits his finisher, and he wins the match. He's going to go on to. Beat Kenny or not beat Kenny, face Kenny in a title for title match at Rebellion. So we could see a, we could potentially see the AEW title change hands at an Impact pay per view. You know that would that would be interesting. That would be very interesting to watch. That would be that would be like the biggest holy shit moment. I couldn't say couldn't couldn't agree more. And and, thought... and especially for me because. This event happens five days before my birthday. So to have that happen on my birthday would be like, holy shit. <laughs> exactly. At least you get a, a pretty an interesting birthday present. Like, oh, that, like this, this is like one of the weirdest birthday presents, but it's interesting as hell. <laughs> exactly. Unlike me, because mine's at the end of the month. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much what, what happened. Like, it was like the whole card was a really good card. Honestly, exactly. Well, there was two I, matches I didn't like, but that was pretty much it. Because if I wanted to grade this card, I would say like a B minus, based on the fact other than the ODB and the Tennille Dashwood match, that you that's like a solid A. If you with, with just without those two matches alone, yeah, it's solid. But then you have like two matches that no one cared for on the card. I mean, take a look at Revolution, for example, or AW Revolution. AW Revolution, I think the only thing that really took it, that made the show take a hit was the botched ending. That was yeah. it. But yeah. The whole card was good. Yeah. And and they brought in like six million bucks for, from that pay-per-view. Yeah, which was the biggest con job ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because people, people bought that show for the sole purpose to see that final explosion. Even Kenny said that. Like even Kenny talked about it, you know, like I wish we could, because that shouldn't have happened. Kenny was they, pissed off in the back, in the back, pissed, and rightfully so. I would have been pissed if I was him too. I mean, like you bet all like, this up for nothing. Like I bet he was yelling at he. I think it was better. I bet he was yelling at Tony, saying, "Look, we promised the fans a show and a huge explosion, and you didn't deliver. What the hell, man?" Exactly, like. I mean, I, I mean, I have nothing else to add for tonight. 
Um, I wanna, I wanted to, uh, I was gonna do this before we ended the show initially with Brandon. Um, I want you to name your top five worst botches and your top five best funniest botches. Oh God! Okay, you're gonna test my knowledge here. I'm testing you here. I'm testing you. Oh, mother, you motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I hate you so much. Oh, you're... I don't remember... Okay, but I gotta go back. God, I gotta check. I gotta check. Because I've, I've been watching wrestling since 1999. And I have to go all... You can't name me five. Nick, give me one. And I'll give you five. I'll make okay. it... <laughs> well, let's see. The only one I know... I was just... Hmm... Does it have to be like a wrestling, or does it have to be like a move botch or like a show botch? Like, what's the criteria here? It could be a, it could be a move botch or a show botch. I said the end of the AW Revolution. All right, um, that was an easy pick, but okay. Um, I mean that's because I can't think of any other botches over the years. Yeah, it's it's more recent. It's fresh in your mind. I get it, but uh, my top five botches. The worst botches that I've ever witnessed would have to be Jeff Hardy's botch where he hit his head off the top of the, the, the steel steps, which I thought he did get injured. He didn't get injured, amazingly. I don't know how. Um, the, the whole concussion thing with Matt Hardy and AEW. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one, that freak accident where he kind of missed the table. Uh, and yeah, his head. Um, and his the, wife. The whole thing where Darby chucked the chair at him. Okay, yeah. That that one that was a huge fuck up. Um, I forgot I forgot about those. Uh, shit. What else? Damn, I'm really testing myself too. Jesus. <laughs> Um, the um yeah, I think that's the only three that I can think of that are the worst. The funniest. Well, how how long was that Jeff Hardy one the, with the steel steps? How, how how far back was that one? I would say like it was like right before COVID. Oh geez, so it was more it was more recent. It was right before COVID. I think it was like late 2019 or early 2020 mm. when crowds were still in. Yeah. And the, and the two AEW botches, I forgot. I forgot Matt Hardy getting you no know, getting hit with a chair. Yeah, I don't, think the was, I don't think it was supposed to happen that way. But but it happened anyway. It happened. It was where the chair landed, hit him in the head. He got busted yeah. open legitimately. It was really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I mean, and you know, missing the that missing the table. Because I don't know if he landed off the back of his head or his neck. Because it was one of those two. Man, it just makes makes your neck. It was kind of like a like combination. It was kind of like the the borderline between the back of his head and the his like neck that area. Jeez, it's that's just like man, makes your like neck make it makes sense. Yeah, but any inch south or any inch north, it would have been like a really. He could have been, par- he could have been paralyzed. He could have been. He he very well could have been if. Things got worse, and and the thing is, yeah, like a, he had a concussion from it. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, some, but the 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 biggest botch of that though, 
This is batch number. This is botch number four for me. The biggest box was AW's handling of that. Oh shit! I forget. That is, it, that's right. They completely mismanaged that whole thing. Exactly. Like, how do you miss a table? That, you know, no, how do you no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the spot itself. They knew damn well that he had a concussion. They knew damn well, and they told fans, "Oh, he doesn't have a concussion." Had him wrestle for two weeks. Exactly, and his wife, you know, had a had an issue with it. She freaking ran and said, "Look, we went to the doctor, and they said he had a concussion." And she was right, and she was right to complain about it. Hey, she had a, a valiant argument because because number one, like you don't want to have this to be a, a Chris Benoit situation again because we already we've had to deal with that already. Yeah, but I I wouldn't think that he would. I mean, I mean, yeah, with the whole Chris Benoit situation, CT shit, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think he's that dumb enough to where he kills his family. I mean, there, honestly, had, to I think... thought, there had to be some thought into that. Let's face it. Yeah, that or and also you guys need to, you know, substance substance abuse could have been involved. Yeah, but let's get back to the let's get back to that before everything got dark. I think. Uh, the biggest, I think, I think that's going to lead into my fifth botch. WWE not having a concussion protocol in place during that time. Uh, actually, that's that's a good one. That well, not say good one. Some, you know, like I don't know. I don't know how do you find the right word for it because it's not good. It's, it, just, just say that it's not good. It's not okay. Man, why the hell not? That wasn't good. You just lost your top talent to a murder suicide. Exactly. The so, oh yes, CT. Like that don't mean anything. Like, and and the thing is, you keep your wrestlers on TV wrestling with with concussions up to that point. You're gonna be screwed. They literally had, they literally had Randy Orton wrestle two weeks before that. I think in like oh four oh five with a concussion. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Because I, mean, I think too late. Like, he had Crispin Raw like freaking wrestle with a concussion until he killed his family. And yeah, I guess God forbid you know how many losses came out of that one. Yeah, like they probably oh they probably lost a lot of ratings from that shit. I'm telling you that. Exactly. Much. I think all Russian promotions should, you know, not just WWE, but, you know, all of them should implement a concussion protocol. I, I, think, I think in today's day and age, I think every company buy, buys into a concussion protocol of some time, of some point after that incident happened. Because it didn't just shake WWE, it, it shook the entire wrestling world. Exactly, because it, it was also major news. It was on Fox News. It was on CNN. It was everywhere, dude. Exactly. Like Mary King, Mary King freaking live had a special for like like a like a night, the entire night. Yeah, it's like man. Cause I feel like because my God, was Chris, I don't know if Chris Brown was part of the ruthless aggression. No, because he was former the Attitude Era. If, I'm not, if my memory yeah. serves me right. The thing is, technically, he was a, he was a big part of the ruthless aggression there, as opposed to attitude there, because he he was rarely 
he was kind of just there in the attitude era. Then, like when the ruthless when the ruthless aggression era happened, or not the ruthless, yeah, when the ruthless aggression era happened, he was more starting to like elevate himself to like the main event scene. Yeah, by like '04. Like yeah, so by the time you got started, by the time I got started, he was starting like to grow. Yes, that's me. Because I, I started watching in 02. He's, he, I was, he, became a, he became a main eventer two years after that. And the fuck, because I feel like I'm old, but even though I started watching wrestling in 99, so. I don't think you're that old. I think you're like slightly older than me, but that's, you ain't that old. <laughs> I feel like I am because I'm, I'm tw- I'll be 24 by the end of the month. Bro, you ain't that old. You're only 24. <laughs> well, take like 20. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, in like a yeah. corner or half. I don't. I I can't do my te- technological math here. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't do the half BS. I don't feel like that's really worth it. We ain't doing a twenty-four and a half, twenty-three and a half, doing twenty-three and a quarter. Twenty-three and a. Like, <laughs> or as the Rock would say, you can take the take that and shove it up your candy ass. <laughs> You can take your 23 and a quarter. You can uh, turn it up sideways. You can shine that shit uh, real nice. Okay? You can, you, can, you, can turn, you can turn it sideways. All right? You showed up to Kenny S. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, the, the Rocket, I know he was a good super. He was a, a great superstar, but you could also implant. Impl- knows how to do comedy really well on the mic. Dude, I, I, I mean, he was, he, kind, he was a good heel. But like if you look back at his heel work, it was kind of like a crap heel too. Because he some, better as a... because some of the times he would break character. <laughs> exactly, because like, like, you know, like there was one time and he was it was I think I think it was his match with uh, Mick Foley in '99. Yeah, oh, that's you're, you're going back to my my days of earlier. Hold on, but when he was when he put him through like the electrical thing, the electrical thing like blew up. Like, yeah, I remember. Kind of blew up. Yeah, like, was like, up. like he was. He kind of. He kind of was like, "Yo, is he okay?" And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, hold up, hold up! I, I don't like this guy." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And one of like the most unusual tag teams of the Attitude Era, if I ever. Yeah, and then and then like the one time he was like, he was like, it was like after the show though, so it was kind of okay. He saw this kid in the wheelchair. He was like. I'm gonna be nice for a second. Don't cheer me. <laughs> gave, gave this kid a shirt, and then in the crowd, she was like, "Oh, don't cheer me. I'm still a bad guy." <laughs> it's just, it's even Stone Cold has some funny segments. Uh, the one I can remember is the hospital segment. Oh my god, when he beat the shit out of fucking McMahon. <laughs> exactly. That's the fun. That's like so. Even back then, like. It, it's still funny as hell when you look about it. Hit him with the bedpan in the upside the head. He's like, you hear the thong. I'm like, oh my god. Exactly. Like back then, like how do they even can make it replicate that sound effect? I don't know. If that was a sound effect. No, it was real. It was a steel fucking pan. <laughs> You're dong off the head. <laughs> but still, like during the attitude, era, the Rock and Stone Cold always had a good had good storylines. You want to know why? They were best friends in real life. And you know, like the one, like best the one, actually, best friends always have the best views. I mean, not that's true, but they like, both of them know how to roast people. Well, well, the Rock's kind of had that advantage a little bit. Rock, Rock could roast, 
Rock could roast somebody, and it would take a lot of willpower to not laugh. No, exactly. Because his, like, his burns are like really sick, but they're really freaking funny. Yeah, like he, he oh jeez, God, I can recount many I times remember, where he he torn into Stephanie McMahon multiple times. Yeah, remember the remember the time when when uh SmackDown first went to Fox, and he came there. And he roasted freaking Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, that's right. I was watching that night. It was like, and, he was had, like... and, he, and, he, and he had the crowd chant STD. <laughs> or she, she said it was like the, she said that or she, like it was like a rip off Burger King or something like that in in the in this in that promo. Broke ass, broke ass Burger King on crack. That, there it is. <laughs> that's the, that's the one I'm looking for. He was like, like a broke ass Burger King on crack. I'm like, yo. <laughs> But my favorite moments uh, is where he, like, he most pretty much made Stephanie McMahon the butt of a butt of so many jokes over, especially during the Attitude Era. Yo, freaking freaking Rock and freaking Chris Jericho ganging up on her because she has fake boobs. <laughs> like, oh, even back like back then, like they could say whatever the hell they wanted. Back and then, they didn't give a shit. It was 14. It was attitude error. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Exactly. It was one of my one of the best eras of wrestling. I mean, wrestling aggression. I mean, no taking away the ruthless aggression era, but ruthless the ruthless aggression era was kind of like a tamer version of it. But it wasn't. Like, yeah. It wasn't heavy on it. Well, in the attitude era, it was heavy on the shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like if, it, if 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 WWE tried to replicate that today, it would get canceled. I mean, yeah, I mean it's more of a PC era, but yeah, it would get canceled it, today. Not again. Like, other than that, I mean, I got really nothing else to add to our little to the show and our little end thoughts. Yeah, as much as I want to, you know, keep talking about wrestling for the entire night i just want to do one show <laughs> one little one bit of episode one episode of a peer review we kind of you know derailed it to the best moments of wrestling which is fine yeah but i'm glad we added to it to give it some flair yeah not rick that's flair. Sure. Not, not not rick flair though woo <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. it's cool to have Rick Flair on the show, but I don't know. <laughs> Late, well, and then tomorrow I got a, I got my first, I got a live stream coming, I got a live stream coming, coming up. Y'all, y'all, y'all be ready because there's gonna be a lot of ranting on that shit. <laughs> oh, well, oh my actually, god, I don't even want to talk about it because this is a wrestling podcast. But if you're a Flyer fan, be ready. Well, that's that's that. on. <laughs> Well, it's on my podcast, but I got a Phillies breakdown, live stream breakdown coming oh. up. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh, yeah, it's the Phillies live stream. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'll be watching that. I'll be, I'll be listening to the podcast, too, because I need to hear this person air their grievances about the Flyers because I want to know if they have the same freaking... Because <laughs> like, it's like... Because oh, his name is Reese, because... I don't know because I think I told you Harry told you the backstory of because he you he lives in back, you told me the backstory last week on last edition of the podcast yeah 
he also he he's a cher- he lives in Cherry Hill, so he's not far from from where we are. Yeah, but he loves the Flyers. Yeah, you but, told me. Yeah, you told me all that. You told me. You told yeah, me everything, but, bro. But he, because he and I were DMing each, each other. But he's because when I got his they texting back and forth, he said he will. He's going to air. He's going to air a lot of grievances out on my podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I, like, I bet you oh, told him. Oh, I bet you told him all by all means fire away because. Exactly. I'm pretty, I, you're probably saying I'm pretty pissed about it too. So, <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? Because the Phillies look like they're getting they're getting better. The Phillies look like they they're getting a lot better because I've watched them for the past like few days. They look like their bullpen's actually been doing pretty well. Oh yeah, because that's the thing too. Who you can? Elfin looks very solid today. Elfin. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean Eflin, he'll give you some good starts, but I don't. I'm not really big on him because he he's really inconsistent. But Matt Moore, is, I mean, Matt Moore was impressive. Matt Moore, that's why they got Matt Moore because he was impressive over in overseas. Like a sudden. That's 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 what you do when you get kicked, when you get kicked out when you get kicked out of league you got to work your way back and he worked his way back he he, he deserved like another contract definitely like because I mentioned like, it's a low risk high reward kind of thing yeah we didn't we didn't pay that much money for him I mean yeah it's not like He's, we wasted it's not like we wasted so much money on a bomb um I know we made that mistake before we did. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we also overpaid on a veteran past his prime. So yeah, for, like tw- yeah, <coughs> Howard. <laughs> well, I mean, don't forget, we also did we did the same thing with Arietta for three for three seasons. Arietta's good though. But yeah, Arietta's but he's fine. Yeah, but he was he's kind of still past his prime though. But he's still good. I'm That's talking about true. being pa- the thing is, I'm talking about being past your prime. To where you're terrible. <laughs> well, the only thing with Howard is because after when he tore his Achilles, he was he was not the same after after when he tore his Achilles. He couldn't he couldn't use his back foot. Exactly, and that's because that's where his power came from. He usually uses his back foot to get gain some momentum and bam. But anyway, yeah, we're talking about sports all of a sudden, so we're sorry. I mean, even though wrestling still counts as a sport, though I don't know uh, why. Uh, not not a legitimate one. <laughs> that's true. Not a legitimate one. That is that's kind of like a to me. I don't look at wrestling as a sport. Yeah, I mean, but you know, in a way, I do. You know, commend the wrestlers because they are athletic. They do get hurt. They're getting paid. They they get paid a lot of money, but they do get hurt. Because because mess ups do happen. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what they do is a still a dangerous job. I get that, but I really still don't count it as a legitimate. Sport. I I could say I don't think it's like in the realm of combat sports, but it's, I don't know. Even the, even the UFC and boxing and all all that's more realistic than WWE is. Yeah, I mean, you can't script a UFC fight. You can't. I mean, I mean, technically you could because of the judges, but <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. I'll I'll probably touch on that. You know, see for some for me, I'm not a huge UFC guy. 
It just never was. I mean, I'm starting to get back into UFC. Like, I, I mean, I've weaned myself out of it for a few years, but I'm kind of like trying to get back into it. The only time I ever watched UFC was when Conor McGregor fights. That's pretty much about it. Like, I, wa- I mean, I watched some of the Fight Night ones. I've watched some of the uh, Jorge Masvidal fights. Mm. I've watched a lot of Conor's fights. But, I mean, I did watch Adesanya, like, I think last weekend. Or no, was it last weekend? Yeah, I think it was last weekend. Because the next night was Revolution. That's why it got moved to Sunday. Yeah. Because of the UFC fight. They didn't want to compete with the UFC because, of course, the UFC is a lot bigger financially. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's the end of a little, you know, food for th- or like a penny for your thought kind of thing. But yeah, it's more of like a penny for, for our thoughts. And we were, we were kind of just rambling on about sports. And I mean, we did kind of tie it in well with wrestling and the legitimacy. But yeah, we're kind of rambling. So I'm, I'm probably going to end it here. <laughs> yeah, I think we both are because I got freaking baseball practice at 11. So I need to, I need to get some sleep. You need to get some sleep. You get it ready. But uh, with that said, this has been it's real to me with Tyler and Brandon. Brandon's not Brandon, of course, isn't here because he's tied up with another podcast at the moment. We, I, we, I promise you, he might be back next week. But if he's not, Robert will fill in the load again. So that's what she <laughs> said, by the way. Okay, that sounded dirty. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Don't don't I... think that way. Don't think that way. Rob said it, but don't think it. Okay. I, uh, you walked right into that one. I can at least have it. I ran into that one. Don't think of that because that sounded gross. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But other than that, he Michael, I'm, I'm he Michael Scotted me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. An office. For, and I said, oh, I don't think so. I've never seen The Office. What? I've never watched The Office. Oh, come on, bro. Oh, that hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. Dang it. Well, I'm definitely going to watch The Office when I when I have free time. Bro, Peacock is free. Oh, it's on the free ver- it's a free it's, it's on the free version. Oh, that's right. I do have Peacock. It's on the free version. It's on, it, it, I mean, all the, you know, behind the scenes stuff, that's on the paid version, but the but the free version has the episodes. Okay. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to get into it. But um, well, that I'm signing off. Yeah, well, like I said, it's been it's real to me podcast. If Brandon's not here next week, doing the next episode, Robert will Robert will fill in. Don't say that's what she said. That wasn't a dirty joke. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we'll 